Welcome to A Tea on Birth. I am your host, Andrea, and I'm so excited to be back with you guys. Today, we are diving in and talking about inductions. Inductions is when I go to the hospital, get induced, help the baby come out because I'm ready to help the baby come out because I'm high risk and the baby needs to come out um, because my doctor recommends it. And because I'm 41, 6, 42, really pregnant, <laughs> the baby needs to get out. Um, there are many reasons um, to have inductions, and I just want to kind of like met you and like tell you all the options and the things that you have when you're walking in, because the doctor kind of really is like having an induction, and these are the things that we're going to do usually. Um, and they don't really tell you all the options, so it's good to be educated and informed and know what you can and can't have and can't and can't do. Um, so when you're going for an induction, um, the thing, it kind of depends on like, you know, how dilated you are and all that stuff when you walk in. But let's say I'm like based off of like your mama, you're walking in and you are zero. Nothing, nada is happening with your cervix. Um, the first thing I would recommend um, is a um, is a is cervidil. So cervidil, sorry, I lost my train of thought. Boom, keep rolling. Um, so cervidil is something that is placed into your like birth canal, your vagina, like close to your cervix. Um, and I usually say this before anything else because it's going to help soften your cervix so like you don't want to do pitocin or have your water broken and have these contractions and your cervix is like thick and not ready at all you know um which again the medical term of thick soft cervix that is a basin um which is how it's thick or soft and you start at zero and you want to get to 100 because you want to be super stretchy like rubber band um so anyway the first thing recommend is Cervidil. Um, just like if you talked or listened to my natural induction things you could do. Um, it has the same prostaglandin that sperm does. Um, so if you want to walk in super stretchy, just have that. <laughs> if you know, like, you know, if you haven't set that induction date, like, for two weeks out or whatever, just, you know, you can probably have some sex. Um, but yeah, so as long as it's good to start with Cervidil, there's two that they could give you that will soften your cervix. There's Cervidil and Cytotec. Um, I prefer Cervidil. And that is because Cervidil is something that they just insert into the vagina. If you are having a reaction or babies have a reaction, take it out and boom, it's over. You know, that kind of thing. Like, try something else. Cytotec is a pill that you take once you take it. It is in you, and if it's making you have like super crazy contractions or affecting baby, baby's heart, and they're not tolerating this medicine well, like it's in your system, and there's no going back. Um, which I have had a mom take it, and I don't think baby was reacting well, so they just like didn't give her another dose. But still, you know, it's easier to. If you can, because in that situation they did not have cervidil or they weren't giving it to her or something crazy. Um, so, Cytotec was the only option. 
Um, I also prefer Cervidil over Cytotec because Cytotec um, does have the side effect of uterine rupture, which is their uterus ruptures, like appendix ruptures or your gallbladder, like that, like boom, kind of rupture. Um, which is super scary for your baby, very life-threatening, and signs and symptoms. There's no, like, writing on the wall for this. There's no, like, really, like, oh, this is coming up. Like, some things that tell you what's happening, it kind of just happens. And the doctors have that fast. And that's what you do need in order to see section. you got to get the down fast or stop the bleeding fast. Um, and the one I've seen, because yes, I have seen one, um, the mom had a full hysterectomy. They had to put her completely under because we were trying to do natural with an induction, and she was. She was like six, seven. Um, but then they were like, oh, hey, okay, dialing super fast. But no, because her uterus had ruptured, got her back, opened her up, baby was right there. Um, so, and there was no, like, I was in the room with her, there was no signs. Like, the size of the uterine rupture for instance would be like abdominal pain. Well you're gonna have abdominal pain because you have a contraction, you know. Um and it is you can't kind of spot it because it's like continuous, very strong, like oh, oh like stabbing that rich pain, not uncomfortable labor pain. But anyway, it's so hard to spot and sometimes there are no signs or bleeding or signs there was no bleeding that was abnormal for this mom. Um but maybe talk about that because it was wild. And I love her and she me and we have a great relationship. But anyway, um, so yeah, it's going to go over Pytotech if you can. Um, and then, and that's like worst case scenario. A lot of people do Pytotech and nothing happens. Everything's fine. But, you know, if we don't have to take a chance, don't take a chance. Um, so after you do that, your cervix is all soft. The next thing I'd recommend is the Foley Balloon. Holy balloon is inserted into your cervix and then blown out on the inside. My balloon uh, works by creating pressure on your cervix, kind of like the baby's head would if your baby is lower and right there and helps to dilate it. Um, usually it will, it's not very big, would get your cervix to like three to four centimeters and um, then falls out after that. Um, you can keep that in for 12 hours. Some moms have. Like, I had it when I got, got it placed, like, when it was first placed, because it is pretty uncomfortable and new and, like, nothing. Never felt like anything like that, unless you've had baby before. Um, so I did. I think it's because I left when we drove home for 30 minutes, and then when the baby came down on it. I don't know what happened, but I was actually having, like, you know, contractions with it um, for the first, like, hour or two. Pretty strong. Um, but generally, because you're in a hospital setting and they place it and you're just there, you just really have to adjust to that pressure because it is a little intense. Um, but once you get used to that, then you might have some contractions, maybe depending on like how your divorce services or how ready you know your services to get the baby out, or you might not have any. Um, if you are in the hospital and you do get the balloon. Um, the key with this is to try to move around as much as possible because gravity is kind of pulling that balloon down so if you can stand up, walk around, sit up in the bed, um, sit on the ball, those kind of things are super helpful to help um, 
help that like be more, the most effective kind of thing. Um, if you're tired, it's middle of the night, sitting with the peanut ball on your side and switching like every 30, 45 minutes would be great and helpful um, too if you don't want to be up and moving around with that balloon. Um, and then the next thing after that balloon, I would say depending on where you're dilated, um, if you're like, it fell out and it got you to a four and now you're laboring and now you're like a six or seven. Yeah, break your arm. Don't even go with COVID because grabbing broken will definitely help, you know. Um, but if it didn't fall out and you're still like three centimeters, two centimeters dilated, do not break your water. Um, breaking your water, I feel like, should be the last resort. Um, I usually recommend it after you're past at least five centimeters, and I just say that because it helps, but it only helps for, like, so long. If you're not already having those super intense contractions, it's not going to help you to the end and bring a baby out. Um, it'll just give you some intense contractions maybe for, like, an hour, and then they'll kind of go back to normal because your body wasn't ready. Um, so usually, the next step is the toasted, because usually... An infection, you're going in and you're trying to get your body to go into labor. Um, and usually it's nowhere near ready. Um, so the next thing would be Pitocin. And Pitocin, we all know, works. Most people know it's basically oxytocin. If you go to the hospital and you get an infection, the bag is going to say oxytocin because it's a synthetic form of oxytocin. 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 <laughs> which is the same hormone that we make. When we're in labor, and it's the love hormone. Um, yeah, it's the thing that makes us attractions, it's the thing that makes us orgasms, um, it's the thing that makes you feel like, mmm, all frisky inside. It's oxytocin, it's the love hormone. Um, so, yeah, they give that to you, um, and they kind of like just keep turning it up until the contractions are coming consistently and strong. Um, and with that, then you can walk into your, like, options of, um, like, pain help because Pitocin is a beast. Um, so I say Pitocin is a beast because if you're in labor and you're laboring naturally and your body is like, oh, man, we're tired. Like, I've seen it a lot of times where a mom could get in the water or lay down and her body knows, like, we're exhausted, we need a break, and her contractions takes out or slow down get the break and then boom they pick back up it goes back to it um or if they get in the water for like relief and it kind of slows down and helps and gives them a break um but just doesn't do that you can't usually interrupt like that's not an option to get in the water in the hospital but i'm sure if you got in the water with the person in the hospital would not stop strong it so not stop making because it's going to keep going no matter how you feel no matter if it's too much for you um, it's not like a gauge for your body. It's just medicine going in and telling your uterus what to do. Um, so, yeah, Pitocin and all the things is last resort, but water breaking, I feel like, is a real last resort. Everything. Pitocin, depending on where to go, you know. Um, so, the Pitocin, depending on some hospitals, um, like, if you're like, man, these contractions are every minute, they're too much, they'll turn it down. I haven't really seen them really turn it down, but they can. 
Um, or if your ads don't feel like ashamed of asking, if like the contractions are intense, um, or if it's up high and it's not working, then you could do what's called a Pitocin break, turn the Pitocin off for like 12 hours and turn it back on. Because obviously your body is not like, doesn't care about it or is not being receptive towards it um, at that time. So like, you know, taking something away and then bringing it back to make your body start responding to it better. Um, and some options with pain relief because that's what's going to come next. If you're, once the Pitocin happens or once you start really having hard, intense contractions, your goal is to labor naturally. Of course, moving around and trying the ball and walking around and sitting on the toilet, like all the positions you can. Um, but some pain options that are available to you before epidural. Yes, there are pain options before epidural. I feel like it's not talked about enough. Um, the first one that is helpful usually if you want to get some rest. Um, just, yeah, if you want to get some rest. And just over contractions is IV pain med. I think it's like Nuvane or something. I don't know the name of it because I'm a provider and I don't have. But um, is IV pain med. You, I think, can get it up to three times. You cannot have it four hours before delivery. Um, so if you're like nine, eight centimeters, seven, they're probably not going to give it to you. Um, and it probably won't do anything with it if you're having those contractions, you know. Um, but they give it to you. It usually lasts for about an hour. Kind of like just makes it feel like probably when you first started having contractions, like takes the edge off the contractions. Um, but it only works good for an hour. And then you can get it through time, but it really only usually works good the first time. And the second pain option would be um, nitrous oxide. This you can do while you're pushing or you up. Like you can do it the whole time because it's um, something that you have to breathe in, and it only works when you're breathing it in. Um, so it works great if when you start feeling the buildup intensity, you start breathing it in, and then breathe it in until the contraction's over. And if you don't know it by the name of nitrous oxide, you probably know it by the name of laughing gas. Ha ha ha. Um, but yeah, so it's laughing gas, and it kind of might make you feel woozy, um, and maybe put the contractions <laughs> in the corner. They're still there, and you're still going to fill them. Um, but I've seen it, like, not work at all for a long, because I think a lot of times when you're having those heart contractions, and you're at that point, you're like, I want these to be over. I don't want to fill them. Like, if you're in that mindset, then it's not going to work great for you. But if you're like, I just wanted to, like, go, like, a little lower or like I don't want to take that edge off or you know like something like that it's going to be great for you um so yeah nitrous oxide works great something to try and then of course the friendly neighborhood epidural um would be the last thing um that works great there is um I don't want to say that's the only thing there is studies in some hospitals it's not very popular, it's called a sterile block. You basically just inject like sterile water into your back, like on the side of your tailbone, like doot doot, like four shots, and it blocks basically your pain receptors. Um, I don't know much about it because it's not really done a lot here in Texas yet. Hopefully it comes through because it 
seems like amazing. Um, and you can swim around and stuff and do whatever you want. You're not like paralyzed, basically. Um, or stomach town, like you are with epidural. Um, and, you know, so it, it's better. But I don't think it's really done here. I haven't seen any doctor do it or heard of it being done at any hospitals. But it's never bad to ask your doctor. I'd be like, yeah, I've had research. I'm going to try it, you know. That's supposed to be great amazing, and it's way less dangerous than epidural, um, and, like, the recovery is faster because you're not paralyzed and stuff like that. Um, so, yeah, so epidural is next. Um, there is also, again, I haven't seen this one. I've been a doula for almost five years. I've only seen it once, but there is something called the walking epidural, which is the epidural where you can still move around and do stuff. So, like, and fill. So, if you wanted to... Get on the ball, get on the ball. You want to walk to the bathroom, you could walk. Like, you can still fill. It's not like paralyzing everything. But that being said, you'll probably still fill your contractions, but more like period cramps versus like full blown contractions, you know. Um, and then there's the, you know, the big mama epidural. The <laughs> friendly neighborhood epidural that you can get and most people know about. Um, what people don't talk about is that when you get that drill, you're going to have to get a catheter, like the fully balloon catheter I was talking about, or like an actual catheter to go into your urethra because you do not get up in teeth. Um, and you do not only need to pee on yourself. Yes, it's like gross, but also because infection. Um, so yeah, they give you a catheter. Um, they usually give you, it's called like a PC, they hook it up with a PCA pump, which is like patient care minister or something like that but you push the button if you are like and like to add more like a little more if you want you cannot overdose on the pump only you're supposed to press the button only you are supposed to press the button is what the nurses say but, I mean if you're asleep not you're asleep but if you're like oh this is your time to suck fun for me I don't know where it is because there's fun gazillion things attached to me it's fun um so yeah those are kind of like the process that I recommend when you get induction. Um, if you have to go in and get one, and then if you're really trying to do natural with it, um, I recommend trying to ask for either intermittent monitoring of baby, um, which is where they just monitor like every 15 minutes or an hour so you're not hooked up so you can move around, or there is wireless, not a lot, like half hospitals, I would say. In like Fort Worth, Dallas area have, um, and so it's like Bluetooth connected, um, and you don't have to be connected, but they still monitor babies like wires. And then there, I've seen only once. I don't know what it'll be called, but you still have the wires. But it was like hooked up to this box that was also again like Bluetooth connected to the main box, so you could still walk around. So those are the options if you have a new induction. Um, I recommend if you're a healthy, great mama and you don't have any um, high-risk things or like preeclampsia hasn't reared its head or blood pressure, then like if you don't want to do the induction, just don't show up. They can do you. Don't come. Yeah. <laughs> so that is the tea on induction in the hospital. Um, and yeah, it's a lot of things, and yeah, it's a lot of big words, but going in and being prepared and then telling them what you want is always great. 
Um, and one great thing too, if you're doing it because like not anything big, like you're just doing it because you're done being pregnant or something like that. If you go in and you don't get your water broken and it's not working, you can eat. Go home. It may for labor to start, you know. Um, so that's also one reason I recommend keeping your water intact for as much as possible. Because once it's broken, so you have to come out, you know. Like, this is a done deal. There's no more protection for a baby. You can't walk around. And it's happened, but you really shouldn't be walking around for, like, days or whatever with water broken. Um, so, and if you don't do that, and then the induction doesn't work, then you can just go home. Come back if you want to start again, um, or just wait until labor starts, or go home and drink casserole, any of those things. But that is the tea on induction. I will talk at you guys 